let's talk a little bit about worldviews and the value of a worldview. First, we kind of need to understand what a worldview is. Every single person has a worldview, or maybe you could call it your own personal philosophy. It's the, the lens through which you see everything in the world or understand what all the things that happen in this world really mean. And like I said, everybody has a worldview. And if your worldview says that you are part of X group, you're born into this group and this caste, and there's nothing in this life that you can do to break free from that group. That's just who you are. Well, then that worldview is setting you and the culture in which that worldview pervades or is preeminent. It's setting you up for disastrous long-term consequences. Or perhaps your worldview says that every person that doesn't hold the same view as you is irredeemably lost and they're the outsiders they are the exiles they are the others they are the evil ones and they're completely irredeemable lost irredeemably lost there's no way to reform or transform those people that's probably not a good starting place for success for the individuals or for the culture or if your worldview says that everything in the cosmos is predetermined and it will happen as it will happen without any input into the system from you. That's not really going to incentivize any effort on your part. But let me suggest that if your worldview says that, yes, you were born broken and this world in which you live is not perfect, but you and it doesn't have to stay that way. That's a fairly different starting point for your life. It's a totally different narrative and worldview. And if your worldview says that what is needed chiefly is to be redeemed and to be forgiven and transformed, that leaves open the possibility that this life and this world is malleable. It's not concrete. It can change. There's the possibility for transformation in that worldview. Furthermore, if this worldview teaches that what is needed is for you to depart from iniquity, to leave behind the past patterns of behavior that have been destructive for you personally and for your culture, destructive behaviors, what the Bible refers to as sin, that it's possible for you to leave those behind. What are these destructive sort of behaviors? Well, they're things like hatred and wrath and anger, sexual promiscuity and immorality, things like adultery or drunkenness, covetousness, theft, all of these sorts of things that the Bible describes as being sinful or the Bible describes as being destructive behaviors. These are the things that we are called to leave behind. I don't know anyone who would look at that list of destructive behaviors and they would say that these things are good for an individual or a society. I, I would suggest that we all would think that, yeah, those are, those are not good things. And Christianity leads to the reformation of societies by the transformation of the individual. That is what we see taught in the scriptures. The scriptures, God's word, informs us of the necessity 
and not just the necessity, but the possibility of such a transformation in the life of an individual and ultimately the transformation of the societies in which those individuals who are transformed, in which they live. And, and not only does the Bible inform us about the necessity, necessity and the possibility of that transformation, but it also reveals that there is the Spirit of God who provides the enabling power for that transformation to make it a reality in our lives. So the call is clear. 2 Timothy chapter 2 gives it to us. Let everyone who names the name of Christ depart from iniquity. The exhortation there in that passage indicates that there is the possibility for transformation, departure from old patterns of behavior that are destructive for the individual and for the culture. It is possible. You're not stuck in a caste or a class from which you cannot be loosed. You're not snared in a deterministic trap, and you're not irredeemably hopeless in this life. Redemption, forgiveness, and transformation, they are a reality. And it is the expectation in the Bible that if you're a follower of Christ, the passage there in 2 Timothy says, if anyone names the name of Christ, that's a person who bears the name Christian. So if you are a follower of Christ, that you are to orient yourself toward such a transformation and to move in the direction of that transformation. In fact, that shifting of orientation in, in focus and direction is what the Bible calls repentance. To repent is to change direction, first in your thinking, and then that change of direction of your thinking, that reorientation of your thinking will change the direction that you are moving in. And this is exactly what we need to do. We need to reframe and reorient our thinking. Something to think about as you have your coffee today. We'll see you next time.